Hello and welcome to Radical Candor, a podcast from Panoply and Gretchen Rubin's Onward Project about how not to hate the boss you have or be the boss you hate. I'm Russ Laraway, co-founder of Candor Inc. and career-long operational manager across the Marines, Google, and Twitter. And I'm Kim Scott, also co-founder of Candor Inc., former executive at Google and Apple, CEO coach at Twitter, Dropbox, and a bunch of other great companies. I'm also the author of Radical Candor. And speaking of Radical Candor, today is a really exciting day. Today is finally the day when the Radical Candor book is released. It's on the shelves now. And it's also the day that our company, Candor Inc., is launching our iOS app, The Candor Coach, which is going to help you be a better leader by helping you have three conversations. Number one, how to get feedback from others. Number two, how to give praise. And number three, how to give criticism. So we are really excited about taking all of these ideas and putting them at your fingertips in the Candor Coach app on your iPhone. Super exciting day. And just sort of five minutes a day, you are going to learn how to take all the ideas we've been talking about in this podcast and put them into practice at work. So please check out our website, RadicalCandor.com, for more information and Stay tuned until the end of this episode for more information about a special giveaway we're doing to celebrate launch day, high day. It is special. A gift. So let's get into this week's episode. Today we're talking about how to create a culture of radical candor on a team, at a company, in your organization. Now remember, radical candor means is very simple. Uh, You have to simultaneously care personally and challenge directly. So- Essentially, the question we're asking is, how can you get a group of people on board with these ideas that we've been talking about in the podcast? So today, we'll cover our experiences practicing radical candor, so really focusing on ourselves. It's got to start with you. You've got to care about yourself, and you've got to challenge yourself. If you want to change a culture, be the change you want to see in the world. We'll also answer a listener question about how to change company culture. How to change other people. Yeah, how to change other people. And we'll finish with our candor checklist. So we've got some tips that you can start using right away to build a culture of radical candor. All right, so I think one of the first things to do before spreading radical candor to others is to focus on yourself. Yes. Right? Uh, We get a lot of listener mail into podcast at radicalcandor.com, and it's all really good. And what's really interesting about that mail is it's very often talking about how someone wants to change another person. Yeah, that other team is not being very radical. That that other person is doing this or that or the other. And we answer every one of these and usually start by suggesting that the person who wrote us like, hey, let's think about a couple things you can do yourself first. So you do have to live and breathe this stuff. If you expect it of others, you have to live and breathe it yourself. So the way to do this is by starting to look for the things that you aren't doing well. Right. If you could catch your mistakes and start embodying these ideas yourself, this will go a long way. Not just catch your mistakes, but forgive yourself for your mistakes too. like care personally about yourself. Yeah. Mistakes happen. It turns out that's a big part of being a human. And in the workplace, I found mistakes are kind of relatively constant, frankly. And yeah, you have to be able to call out the mistake for yourself and you have to be able to forgive yourself. So, Kim, you're really, really good at this. And Something that's really valuable for our company in the way that you're sort of constantly analyzing yourself and calling yourself out for your mistakes is really you're leading by example. It becomes much more accessible for all of us to acknowledge our mistakes, uh, which is one of the greatest ways to learn. And so just wanted to, I know I've said this before, but want to just kind of call out here. This is a real strength of yours and um, really appreciate that you kind of do that all the time. 
I hope that it helps others too, but selfishly, it really helps me. For example, when I started writing the book, I wrote it in Google Documents, and I had over 100 collaborators all criticizing the book. And it got so, so, so much better. There was also a bunch of great feedback that I got early on from Gretchen Rubin from the Happier podcast and the Happiness Project. And she really helped me see how important the care personally dimension was and gave me a lot of good advice that's in the book about how to show that you care personally because something Gretchen is really, really good at because it makes you happier, right? I also got great feedback from Dan Pink, who at first I was calling radical candor tough love, which didn't (laughs) didn't really sound so revolutionary. And it was in an elevator between the first and fifth floor after we had done a talk uh, one after the other, that Dan Pink started sort of brainstorming with me about a better way to say tough love. So it's feedback that you get from others about stuff that's not working about your work that helps you helps you improve. So I'm grateful to all 100 collaborators uh, who helped me make the book better. So that that's great. That's amazing. I can't believe. By the way, how many drafts on the book? At least 15 different drafts of the book. Oh, my gosh. 15 different drafts, 100 collaborators. Uh, now I understand why you say all of this feels like you're having twins all over again. Yeah, yeah. So just to sort of eat our own dog food a little bit here, we, we practice this stuff all the time here at Candor, and we, we talk about this stuff. I mean, you literally wrote the book. I'm out there teaching workshops, and I'm careful to say to people all the time when we're teaching workshops, look, I teach this stuff, and I still make mistakes all the time. Uh, and something I really value in our relationship is the way we sort of catch each other and call each other out uh, on a relatively, reg- I'd say, a regular basis. Yeah, many times a day, often. And sort of a fun example of this. Uh, it wasn't fun at the exact moment, but it's kind of fun in hindsight. We had a person reach out to ask us to come teach a class, uh, teach a class over. Which was an honor. Yeah, it's an honor. It's at Stan- it was at Stanford. No less. Yeah. I didn't get in, but now I'm teaching. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> can't get in, but can teach there. And... Really important piece of context is the professor that asked us to do this has been extremely supportive of our work uh, over the last year. Helped us design a lot of the workshops you teach. Yeah, was involved in helping design our, our workshop, for example. And so he reaches out and the content of the class, I sort of look at it and I look at it kind of quickly. And it's not totally clear to me how our stuff applies to that class. His class. Right? But I think... Wow, there's some really, I have some stories to tell that can really help with this class. And so I make a quick proposal uh, back to him. Again, I'm not being super careful here. And he says, no, look, really, here's where I want to go. I want you to apply your stuff in the context of this class. And I reply back. And in my mind, by the way, in my mind, I'm thinking that I'm doing this softly and with some high care personally. And I'll explain in a bit exactly why that wasn't really a case. And so I say, look, I don't really, I'm not comfortable doing that. I don't exactly see how these two things fit together. You know, no, you know, something like that, (laughs) something like that. And you came right back and said, look, this email you wrote came off as arrogant. And which you're not an arrogant person, but the email sure did sound arrogant. Yeah, it sounded, which is, which is, by the way, one of my many gifts is I can send a terrible email. You can also send a great email. <laughs> but I can, but more often, or very often, <laughs> I can send a terrible email. And so I went back and reread the email and agreed. I could see, even though my intention wasn't at all to be flip or arrogant or anything like that, I could see 
how it would come off that way. And so thinking about this care personally challenge directly, on the care personally side, here's a guy that's been so supportive of our work, donated time to help us form a workshop, and I don't even take the time to pick up the phone and call the guy to say no. I mean, that seems sort of like, in hindsight, it seems so obvious. And that's not really showing that you care about this guy personally, right? And then on the challenge directly, you could argue that the saying no, right, is sort of the, the it's a clear direct challenge. Like, no, we just, I got to say no to this. But I didn't even say no exactly clearly. I kind of said no, and then I said yes, and then I said no again, and finally I said no. And you didn't explain why. I didn't explain no. why. Yeah, all of that stuff. So I, I just kind of got it all wrong um, by really effectively moving too fast and sending this guy an email that, you know, in, in the end wasn't even right. So the point in all of this, of course, is two things. One is we're making mistakes all the time, even though we talk about this stuff, and it's important for us. And the second point is it's really important for us to call each other out and look within ourselves, right? We've got to look within ourselves and try to get this radical candor stuff right within ourselves first. Um, and then hopefully we're in a position to help others get it right after that. So I hope these stories help you, our listeners, see how turning inward first is a great step towards being radically candid, towards getting the benefit of caring personally and challenging directly. But next, what we're going to do is show you how to turn this outwards based on a question from a listener. And if you're brave, please share your stories with us. We'd love to start featuring more listener stories on the show. And of course, we'll happily change names to protect the innocent and the guilty. If you have a story to share with us, please email us at podcast at radicalcandor.com or leave us a voice message at 2626candor. Next, we'll hear from a listener concerned about using Radical Candor in a company that does not have a strong feedback culture. But first, a word from our sponsor. All this month, we're asking you to tell a friend about a podcast that you love. Yeah, some people still don't really get podcasts. Um, what's out there, how to listen, you know, that it's like a cool little radio show in your pocket. But you can help change that with a click. Right. Right now, think of someone you care about. What podcast would they really love? It doesn't have to be ours, though, of course, we hope it is. So hit the share button on the bottom left of your screen. If they don't know how to listen, offer to show them how. I did this with my mom. I sent her screenshots of how to subscribe and download to our podcast, and she did it. She did yeah. it successfully. We got my her going. My mom, my dad also listening. Um, and then tell us what you shared with the hashtag tripod. That's T-R-Y pod, like tripodcasts. And thanks so much for spreading the word. So what we've done already is we've talked about looking inward and sort of applying radical candor to yourself. But now what we're going to do is turn that outward, and we're going to do that through a listener question where this person has already looked inward, and it's time for them to turn outward. And so, look, it can feel daunting to start being radically candid in an organization that does not feel open to it. People often wonder if they'll be heard or if, as one person, can they really affect change. And so here's a question we got from a listener that we think really helps make this point. The letter reads... I'm one of those people who haven't had a difficult time speaking my mind and being candid, ever. I have been accused of being rough, 
brutally honest, and difficult to take. In fact, I had a boss say that I was like fine wine, difficult to take at first, but once you get used to the taste, you realize the value. After listening to podcast number one, I now know why. Empathy. People didn't know that I really cared, which I did in spades. I can't stop thinking about this. This is all leading up to my question. I can change myself. I know I can. But how does an organization change, especially one that self-identifies as being, quote-unquote, nice, which isn't really nice, but is nicey-nice to one's face, but not really in the long run? Wow. I bet this is something that so many of our listeners can relate to. First off, it does sound like this company does not have a great culture of giving feedback. Would you agree? Yeah. Very few companies do. It's really hard to build that culture. Yeah. And so we do think that one person can start creating a change. Lead by example. So much of leadership is about just being the example for people. You don't have to be the boss to exhibit leadership. If you want your team or your company or even just your peers around you to start being more open to feedback, the best thing that you can do is to show them how open you are, not just open but eager for it, and to show them how much it helps you. When people see you make improvements based on their feedback, they're going to be encouraged to make some changes too. Yeah, and it's a bit of a process, but if you can sort of show, I asked for it, I was open to it, I was eager to hear it, I loved it, I made some changes, I communicated those changes, and I'm having more success. You show people that whole process, and they will follow. They'll want it too. And now it's time for this week's Candor Checklist. So we talked about being aware of how you yourself are doing with Radical Candor and how you could get started leading by example. Now let's get into this week's Candor Checklist for specific tips that you can put into action right away to spread Radical Candor in your company. Tip number one, create a shared vocabulary. One of the most powerful things you can do is to give people words to describe feedback. So Radical Candor means caring personally and challenging directly. Now, when you challenge directly, but you fail to show that you care personally, you can call that obnoxious aggression. And when you all have that term, you can call it out easily. When you do show that you care personally, but you fail to challenge directly, that is ruinous empathy. Use the word. Call it out. And when you fail on both dimensions, when you fail both to challenge directly and to show that you care personally, that we call manipulative insincerity. And we all do all of these things. And it's very helpful if we can call each other out on them. Yeah. One of the things I love, Kim, after we're done uh, doing one of our workshops at one of these companies where we go in and offer them some training, is you'll you'll start to hear people use the vocabulary with each other. Greg Schott, who's the CEO of MuleSoft, told us a story a while back that after we introduced Radical Candor to their company, a more junior person came up to him and said, Greg, I feel like I need to be radically candid here with you. And then gave Greg some tough feedback in a way that showed that he cared personally. And just being able to flag the intent was super helpful because Greg knew something good was coming and something, something that he really wanted to hear. Such a great story. Now you've got an employee coming up to the CEO of the company and giving them feedback just through shared vocabulary. Tip number two, encourage self-criticism. 
simply stated, criticize yourself publicly. Um, Kim, you have a pretty fun story about this. Yeah, not just do it publicly, but do it sort of theatrically. There was somebody who I worked with at Google who was encouraging me not to do something, and I ignored the feedback and did it anyway and was proven absolutely wrong. And for some reason, some customer had given me this giant crystal statue of some sort, and I adopted it as a I was wrong, you were right statue. And I gave it to her as a way of sort of saying to her and to everyone around her, you know, I was wrong. And thank you for the feedback. I wish I had listened to it. Next time I will. Yeah. Crystal trophies aside, uh, you can still (laughs) criticize yourself in public. And this just has the effect of making it easier and safer for the people on your team to admit their own mistakes. And to criticize themselves, again, starting to dismantle some of the big obstacles to people giving feedback, right? The essence of this, though, is just starting to get comfortable criticizing yourself in public. Finally, tip number three, use frequent reminders. We are trying to undo habits that have been instilled in us since we learned to speak, right? You've been told since you learned to speak, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And now all of a sudden, it's your job. So you've got to take a lot of little steps to change that habit. You have to practice all the time, relentlessly. One yeah. one of the things that can really help is just printing out the Radical Candor framework. You'll see it on our website. Challenge directly, care personally. Yeah, just having this visible symbol in front of you where maybe you're making sort of a regular assessment on yourself or working with others to make some assessments about how an interaction went, that itself serves as a very useful and can be a very frequent reminder. You can also use the app that we're building, the Candor Coach, which you can download from the iOS app store. Sorry, Android users, we don't have an app for you yet. We're building one. We haven't forgotten. Yeah, I, I use Android. We haven't forgotten you guys. But yeah, the Candor Coach app, it's just a great way to help you like habituate these things that we're talking about all the time. You'll get a quick daily reminder. Quick daily reminder. All right. So to recap the candor checklist, tip number one, create a shared vocabulary. Tip number two, encourage self-criticism. And tip number three, use frequent reminders. So we hope these tips help you spread radical candor on your team and in your life. Don't forget, you can revisit the tips by going to the show notes for this episode at RadicalCandor.com slash podcast. Okay, it is time for our super special Radical Candor launch day giveaway. We have 50 copies of the Radical Candor book to give away to you. All you have to do is sign up to try our app, The Candor Coach. It's free, and we'll be randomly selecting and emailing the winners. And that's it for Radical Candor this week. Our producers are Kristen Meinzer and Jennifer Lai. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bauer at Panoply and to Elise Lockhart at Candor Inc. Our theme song is written and performed by Cliff Goldmacher. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Candor. Our email address is podcast at RadicalCandor.com. We read every one of those emails that comes in. And answer them. And our website is RadicalCandor.com. And the Radical Candor book is available for purchase. For purchase at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Passage, and your local bookseller. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. Also, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and your favorite podcast app so you can automatically get each new episode. Don't forget, please, to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. It helps other people discover our show. 
I'm Kim Scott. And I'm Russ Laraway. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.